Get Growing with Farmer Fred. Talk 650 and KSTE.com. Here is Fred Hoffman. Really? Where? Oh, there he is. Welcome to Get Growing on Talk 650 KSTE. For the 25th year, actually starting year 26th, it's the 25th anniversary program right now. Brad Gay is here from JB's Power Equipment in Davis. Back in November 1st, 1992, he was the very first guest I had on this show because he's the only one I could convince to come on to a show on a brand new radio station that he never heard of before. Thank you for doing that. Well, yeah, it was that was a great day. We're yeah. right next to the uh, Spanish station, as I remember. <laughs> yeah, they're uh, almost uh, in in the in the same booth with each other. That's there, right. they're right through the window. We could, yes, I couldn't under, I couldn't read their lips. Yeah, but yeah, that was interesting. Yes, and it, boy, it was that a small station too at the time. Uh, everything was crammed in together. You couldn't walk a straight line from the front door to the studio. You had to walk around desks and over <laughs> things and around things and then yep. get into this little cubbyhole of a studio. Yeah, that was small. Yeah, yeah. but uh, we've grown since then. Madison uh, Avenue? Was that Madison? Uh, yeah, Madison it, and Hemlock. Yeah, Madison and Hemlock, right. yeah, where I, I think uh, the remnants of uh, Intercom now exist. Oh. Uh, not in that same building, but across the street. Okay. By the way, good luck to our friends over there, yep. too. I think they have new owners now. Oh, lucky them. Yeah. Doesn't that happen like... Often. Often, yes. Well, look at this. KSTE has gone through, uh, let's see, Doc Fuller built the station back in 1992. Uh, Doc Fuller and J.J. Jeffrey uh, put the station on the air back on November 1st, 1992. The station is celebrating, by the way, its 25th anniversary. Brooks, did anybody here mention that? So we are the first. I would like to wish KSTE a happy 25th anniversary. Well, yeah, cheers. Here, yes, here. Yes, Let's hear for them. Thank you, Doc Fuller, one of the smartest guys I ever met because he saw the changes coming in the radio industry and made a small bundle, uh, rather large bundle, selling the station yeah. to an ever-growing population of these huge conglomerates that were buying up radio stations at the time, and now he's living the life of Riley back in New England. Uh, but yeah, the, the station KSD has gone through, I think four, I want to say four ownership changes, perhaps more. I lose count, uh, between 1992 and now, and now it's, it's a part of the iHeartMedia family. Wow. And, uh, and, and here we are. And, uh, I, I've been along for the whole trip. Well, you know, yeah, there's a brand new station that there was a station that we could keep track of what OJ was doing that day when he was driving down the freeway. And that, that is how KSTE Got, got on the map. Got on it? the map. Right. I mean, uh, who listens to a brand new AM radio station? Yeah. Uh, who knew it was there? Yeah, exactly. Who knew it there? But KSDE had the foresight back in, I think that was 96, to do blow-by-blow -blow coverage of the O.J. Simpson trial. Yeah. And actually live coverage, sort of like C-SPAN of the radio, if you will, <laughs> uh, of, of a court case. But it put them on the map, yeah. and their ratings went zoom, and... They, they certainly went through their share of uh, morning show hosts over the years, but uh, the Armstrong and, and Getty franchise has managed to uh, hold down the fort now. Oh, they've for, been there 15? Uh, 15, yeah. I want to say 15 years. Yeah. yeah, something like that. Perhaps a little longer. I'm sure they will correct me tomorrow yeah. on oh, that. Oh, good. Uh, but uh, that's the other thing, too. I, I, during the next break, I want you to go downstairs and and get the uh, chainsaw. Okay. All right. The Be one that we just repaired. Yeah, the one my chainsaw that wouldn't start. It's the that I the brought case in. is still dripping with bar oil and everything. <laughs> okay, that's a good question to start off a garden show. No. With. <laughs> 
All right. Most people have a case that they keep their chainsaw in, right. don't they? Yes. Those chainsaw. I recommend that. Yes. Those chainsaw cases are usually made out of some highly durable plastic. Oh, it's a polymer that's, yeah. you know, into, you can't break a chainsaw if you have one of those. But they're built with a lip along the entire margin of the lower half so that if it tips over, nothing will spill out. Uh, yeah, so if you're trying to clean it, actually, I did clean this yesterday oh, you. for you, yes. and I looked at that, and I go, there's got to be some place where this will drain out of there, but no, no. it catch, you turn it upside down, it catches everything. Yeah, in, so the, you, in its gutter, if you will, yeah. and it doesn't, so how do you remove all the oil and, or gunk or whatever, because you got bar oil, and you've got uh, the engine Fuel mix oil. and you got stabilizer. Yeah. And, and it always seems to make a mess. Is that true with all chainsaws? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's the oiler that lubricates that chain. Everybody yeah. thinks their oiler's leaking, but it's usually, it's all of the, the drift that comes oh, off that chain, chain when it comes oh. under the, you know, because it's, it's oil. So yeah. when you put it back down on the, on, in your case, gravity takes hold and that uh, excess oil is splashed all over the inside of the bar cover and all that now starts to drip. And it's going to drip down into the case. That's why I tell everybody, hey, get an old shirt or a rag or something and put it under here. Otherwise, mm. you're going to have some oil. It's okay. going to be there. Then what do so, you do with the oily rags? Uh, I recycle them. Do you? <laughs> you're laughing at me. No, but I'm not re- laughing. I'm thinking of what laughing. I would do with them. I <laughs> know what you <laughs> would do with them. Yeah. Yeah. A campfire. A campfire. <laughs> yeah, right. No. The modern day version of the flaming bag of poop on your neighbor's doorstep. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> No, that's all jokes, by the way. Yes, that's it is. Yes, yeah, it is. But anyway, it is difficult cleaning oil out of the bottom of a Oh, I found that out. Case. I had no idea. And as many of those cases that I've sold, I had no idea that it did that. So, the you know, in my business, we have uh, rags that, yes, we, do. That, we, that we use. I mean, we get hundreds of these things, and they're, and they're recycled. They go and clean them, then they bring me back some more. So, so it's all that stuff's getting re- When I said I'm recycling it, it goes through a service that I have. That does that. So I basically took probably 50 of those rags and just after I tried to dump out what was in there and I just covered the whole bottom and everything with those rags and left it in there for a couple hours just to absorb all that was in there and then cleaned it out the okay. best I could. So basically put rags at the bottom of the Yeah, if you have a chainsaw or case. something like that or whatever you're putting that chainsaw in, uh, Tupperware case, on your shelf, make sure you got something underneath it all right. because it's, gonna, it's, it's, it's the nature of the beast. Good advice. All right. Now, what did I do wrong? Why did not that chainsaw start? Well, it was fuel. It was. Yeah. Was it gunky? Uh, yeah, gunky enough that the El Carburetor had to be replaced. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, if it gets in there, it in the hoses. I mean, you've had that thing for a, a long time. I know I have, but so usually when it didn't nice. start, what I'd do is I'd take off the outer case, and there's the screen in front of, uh, behind the air filter. This, right. That, that looks like a, a window screen. All right, just a little yep. piece, maybe six inches by six inches. Right. And that always got gunky. And in the past, I've just cleaned off that screen. I would usually, you know, take a steel brush or a stiff brush and scrape off the gunk that okay. had built up on it. When that didn't work, if my wife wasn't home, I would take it inside the house <laughs> and put it on top of the gas burner on the oven. Oh, you're talking about on, the spark arrestor. The spark, okay, the spark arrestor. Yeah, that's Thank on the you. muffler. Okay, right. Whatever. Okay. And anyway, but it, it would get gunky. It would stop the flow of oh, air. Oh yeah, it's like a potato in the exhaust pipe. Thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, but, but cleaning that always seemed to help. <laughs> to it started. Genie's gas. <laughs> and but this time it didn't start. Oh yeah. After no. doing that. Yeah. No. There was other things. 
Okay. It was fuel. It was fuel. Again, Fred leaving fuel in a piece of equipment that doesn't get operated for quite too long. Right. And well, it, it turns into glue or no, whatever. You'd, you'd, you'd cut all those trees down there out at the ranch years before. Yeah. No, <laughs> was that, there, was there trees out there when you moved in? There was nothing out okay. there. At, when we moved there was out to Harold, when you left. there was yeah, a small forest. Yeah. I and like that circular redwood forest thing it, you had. Uh, yeah. I hope it's doing well. Yeah. I really don't want to go back and visit. Um, it might break my heart, but anyway, and that it, was actually I thought that was a, one of the neatest things you did. Yeah, there on that no, place. that was it was a circle of redwoods, and it was recommended in the an old edition of the Sunset Western Garden book, where in its description of coast redwoods, it talked about and a nifty thing to do is plant them in a circle, plant them seven feet apart in a circle. Yeah, you did that, too. and I did, and the diameter of that, for those of you wondering, is about forty-two feet from end to end in the middle. That's a diameter. I was uh, wondering what that. Was. Yes, but I mean, because they're only spaced seven feet apart, it becomes this basically outdoor greenhouse in about five years because the trees grow to 15, 20 feet tall quickly and then keep growing. But inside, it's cooler, it's more humid, and you can grow some different plants there that you may not be able to grow outside of it because it's less uh, affected by the elements, be it wind or Oh, yeah, out there you had the wind. You had to deal with the wind. Yeah. But, uh, and it, yeah, but anyway, to, your, to answer your question, yes, the chainsaw got used a lot out there. Oh, yeah. The chainsaw now is used for emergencies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> from neighbors, yes. like limbs. From limbs falling, <laughs> yeah, yes. From, from above. Yeah, I mean, I, I did take out, what, 17 trees when we moved Those liquid ambers, some, you were liquid ambers. you sent me pictures of those. Yeah, liquid, the liquid, liquid ambers, ambers. Are, are now my mulch in front and back. Yeah. And I've I've got a hackberry. Did you keep the hackberry? Or? No, no, the hackberry went. Yeah, yeah. That and all the woolly aphids with it. Yeah, exactly. It did have woolly aphids, and it's gone. And and now there's a beautiful smoke tree in its place, and oh, a lot of California oh, natives. Very nice. Yeah. So that'll be growing. So yeah. All right, we'll take a short. Brooks, hi, happy 25th anniversary. Thanks for running the board today. I appreciate it. Um. Did you get him a gift for the 21st anniversary? I didn't get 25th anniversary? Nothing. Nothing? Zero. What did he bring me? Nothing. Oh, did he take right. a picture of me and hang it on the wall outside? No. no I didn't see that. No. I didn't see the banner saying no. happy anniversary. No, no we're, on our own. we're on our own. Well, that's we'll okay. just have to take care of we, that we ourselves. Do, we can do that. Okay. All right. Not Good. a problem. All right. Uh, we'll take a short break. When we come back, let's fire up the chainsaw. <laughs> I want to prove to me it works. Okay. All right. It's Get Growing on Talk 650 KSTE. Listening to Get Growing with Farmer Fred. Talk 650 KSTE. Here again, Fred Hoffman. All right, let's uh, run down garden events that are going on today and uh, tomorrow and uh, oh, throughout uh, recorded history, or at least for the, the coming week anyway. All right, now all I got to do is find them. Well, I can uh, tell you this the Chrysanthemum Show is going on today at the Shepherd Garden and Arts Center, 3330 McKinley Boulevard. At the chrysanthemum show, you are going to see examples of plants of chrysanthemums that will, as we like to say, blow your mind. Uh, because you're, when you picture a chrysanthemum in your head, I'm sure they look nothing like the chrysanthemums you will see today at the Sacramento Chrysanthemum Society's 70th annual chrysanthemum show and plant sale. And uh, talking 
uh, with Sharon from the Chrysanthemum Society earlier over on the KFBK Garden Show. Good to know that Ted King is there. Ted King, uh, he is the king of mums. In fact, he had a business called King's Mums uh, that he he sold back a few years ago. But uh, he's going to be at the show today from 10 until 3. And uh, if you want to see some great chrysanthemums and a wonderful uh, plant sale as well, the Sacramento Chrysanthemum Society show and sale going on at the Shep today from 10 until 3, 3330 McKinley Boulevard in Sacramento, and it is free. Tomorrow, down in Lodi, the San Joaquin County Master Gardeners have a class on winterizing your garden. And what does winterizing mean? Well, it means basically you're feeding your soil to help it produce more in the spring. And they'll talk about uh, the important garden chores to do now, as well as winterizing your tools. Kind of like what we're going to be talking with Brad on this show today about uh, fall power tool care, about what you need to get everything up and running. Then next Saturday, the uh, San Joaquin County Master Gardeners have a class at the REI in Stockton on Pacific Avenue on planting bare root roses and fruit trees. That'll be from 1030 to noon next Saturday. If you're interested in gray water, there is a landscape gray water workshop next Saturday in East Davis from 9 until 4 o'clock. And uh, it's uh, a lot about the installation of gray water basics, uh, how to install it, the the laws that are involved. This is kind of a professional class. In fact, it's sponsored by the APLD, which is the Association of Professional Landscape Designers. However, anyone with uh, 45 bucks can attend and learn more about installing a gray water systems plus an explanation of uh, California's gray water code, which maybe changes every now and then. So uh, anyway, this will be an indoor and an outdoor class in East Davis. And for more information, you can visit the website ecoassistant.net. And again, that class next Saturday from 9 until 4 in East Davis. Again, the website, ecoassistant.net, for more information about that. Sacramento County Master Gardeners, or excuse me, Master Food Preservers, have a class next Saturday. It's a basic introduction to safe pressure canning techniques. You'll learn about canning low-acid foods, such as vegetables and meats. It's Saturday, 10 to noon, and the class is free. And it'll be held at the Cooperative Extension Office in Sacramento County, which is near Bradshaw and Kiefer on Branch Center Road, 4145 Branch Center Road. For more information, you can give them a call at 916-875-6913. Now, over in Solano County, the Master Food Preservers over there have a class next Sunday on pressure canning chicken soup. It's homemade chicken soup, which can cure everything that ails you. And that'll be from noon to 5 next Sunday. That's uh, quite the... uh, long class, but you're going to be making some uh, products there. You're going to be making canned chicken. You're going to be making chicken broth and mixed vegetables with pressure canning. And uh, you need to register by today, though, by the end of uh, business today, even though it is a Sunday. Uh, Registration closes Sunday, November 5th. And for more information, I would suggest that you do an Internet search of the phrase Master Food Preservers Solano County and put in chicken soup and see what happens. I, I think that'll pop up there for more information about that. So just a few of the events uh, happening here in the next seven days or so. Brad's here. Brad gave JB's Power Equipment in Davis. We're talking fall power tool care 
among other things, on this uh, 25th anniversary show. Boy, I, I never thought, Brad, that 2017 <laughs> would, would I, I figured, man, I'm going to be so darn old by the time that rolls around. A 25th anniversary show, I'll be lucky if I'm not slobbering on the desk. Now, unfortunately, I am, but still, I, to have the mental wherewithal to do a radio show uh, 25 years later, and fortunate enough to do a radio show 25, because yeah. in, in radio, ra- radio oh years, God. 25 years is like 100 in real life. <laughs> Which but, is, you know, that's impossible. Yes. So, well, and, not impossible. Not impossible, yeah, but difficult. Yes. I mean, there are very few people in town who have been doing the same gosh darn radio show for 25 years. Now, if I start mentioning them, I know I'm going to leave somebody out. Uh, Bob Keller, of course. There you go. Uh, wow, yeah. yeah he's been, a staple. Yeah, he's been doing his classic rock well, you show. Were, weren't you there yeah, when yes. he was there? Yeah. When you guys were at the Yeah, yeah back in Zap. the 80s, yeah. Um, what else? Uh, who else in town has been doing a show for a long time? I don't think well, anybody. It's easy to remember. Yeah. yeah. Good luck with that one. Yeah. I don't know. No, you got to Google sorry, it. And I'm sorry. I, I guess I should mention Jim Hall and Joey Mitchell. They're still on the radio somewhere. They in gotta town. be somewhere in town. Yes, they are. Uh, okay, so yeah. there you go. Good old Boy, Joey crack, and Jim. That good crack days. Yeah, the KRAK days that uh, very few people remember, even mm. though it was at one time the top-rated station in Sacramento playing country music yeah. back in the '60s and '70s. That's what that's what we did. I think it's the first time I met you. We did mm-hmm. a, a early morning. It was a farm news show. Yeah, yeah, we did and a little farm segment back. That was back in '82. Right. So actually, uh, thirty-five. <laughs> Oh that we've been doing stuff. Yeah. Oh, we're so old. It's it. But speaking of old, Ted in Granite Bay, how are you? Fine, and I want to say happy uh, 25 year anniversary. I was 53 when I started listening to you. Then I was a young kid. Yes, you were, and you and you weren't at the bottom of a septic tank at the time. No, I wasn't at that time. No. I didn't even see that coming. <laughs> but no, no, Did I. You write? Ted, did you I, ride your bike 25 miles yesterday or today? Uh, no, but I did my 100 miles for the week. I mean, I, oh. I, I did it according to the weather, and the weather said it was going to rain Friday, Saturday, so I did all my riding yeah. Monday through Thursday. And we know that didn't happen. At least it didn't happen here in Granite Bay. No, boy, that the, the rainfall was a rather uh, disappointing event here. Yes, yeah. yes, it was. But it it allowed me it allowed me on Friday because if the rain held off, I I moved eight yards of mulch uh, uphill and downhill and got it off the concrete and onto the ground where it belongs. Well, you know what I'm doing this very second. I'm loading uh, llama poop into bags and uh, taking it from my neighbors to my uh, garden. Llama poop, uh, I have, ladies. I, think and- I have about. Uh, 12 of them right now, and I'll come back for another load. Llama poop is excellent fertilizer. Is it? I know yeah. it is, and yeah. you can put it in right away. I'm not going to do that, but it doesn't burn is my understanding. It doesn't burn, but it. I, you are correct in probably withholding a planting directly in it for a while for a few weeks. Yeah. All right, yeah. But, but it is. There is a, a guy, his name is John. I can't remember John's last name, up in, uh, the, in the Placerville area who has Winterfall's... Uh, I forget the official name of his business. It's Winter Falls something or other, but it's it's llama fertilizer that he sells up at Front Yard uh-huh. Nursery uh-huh. up in uh, Placerville and among other places. And it's, I remember I used yeah. it one year on my popcorn crop, and it was one of the and best it, popcorn crops I ever had. It, wow. Right. And someday I'm going to ask you to talk about what I ask you on Facebook on the, uh, burn, the, the biochar. The, 
Yeah, biochar. I'll do that and when Steve Zion is here. Steve will be here on November okay. 26th, so we'll talk biochar with him. Okay, perfect. Well, here's my question. I have a Husqvarna chainsaw. It's a 435. The oiler, um, and I've YouTubed this, and, and I've learned all a whole lot, but if I take the chain off and the blade, it does come out. So it's not, I've blown that out. I've, I've uh, used an air, and it will drip out when it's running, when the chain and the blade's not on. But when the blade is on, and I've cleaned the blade as best I can, I don't think it's plugged up in there. But when I'm when I'm running it, it doesn't spit out. It does use oil, but it's uh, my blade is somewhat dry. It shouldn't be that dry when I'm when I'm using it, and there's no uh, no no control on that. Have you changed that bar no, that no that chain clue. rides in? Have you have you, is that bar the original bar that came with the saw, or have you changed that bar? That one is not. No. Okay. But it is a Husqvarna bar. Okay. I uh, usually when I have see that condition, the, the the orifices of the chainsaw exit hole on the chainsaw yep. and the bar are not matching up. Wow. I don't but know if you catch my drift been, there, but the it's thing something. Is, this bar had been working for. Uh, this is my second bar on it, but it's been working for I don't know the last year and a half, maybe even two years. So it's been oily, and all of a sudden now it's not oily. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Well, uh-huh. then scratch that thought. Um, okay. Uh, Bad oil, or, well, or something. No, got I mean, so the oiler. Okay, so the oiler, the oil should come out at a pretty good stream when and it does, and it drips down okay. uh, when it when the blade is off. And I put, it, they suggested a lighter oil. I buy the chainsaw oil, but I use that. I even put a little, uh, uh, not gas, but uh, something else in there to lighten it up, just to clean it, to run it through in case it was blocked up. But it just doesn't come out on the, you know, when you start it up and you put it on a piece of wood and you run and run and it all splits out there. Sure. It doesn't do that. I don't get any oil. Okay, so something's either plugging it, the oil's too thick, or... And then you start getting into stuff where the 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 gear, you know, the oiler itself on the saw itself, and on that three four thirty five, there's not a, you can't go and increase the oil like some of the older huskies. There was actually yeah, a, right. there was an adjustment on there. You could actually yeah, richen the oil and decrease it. That's yeah. not on that. Um, yeah. I would, you know, does bar oil get old and gunky? No, yeah. but if it's you want it so it's you know you don't want thick bar oil. You don't want like forty weight or. Even thirty would like twenty weight is actually plenty good, but most of the bar oil is pretty thin. Um, so that, that is it universal? Is with, with, no, you know, no, no. Everybody has their own thing. It is, it is coming out, and it, it's not. Uh, but it's just not when the blade is on. Okay, so uh, then the transfer between the saw and the bar has got to be the issue. If it's yeah. putting out the right amount of oil, then there's got to be something between the chainsaw and the bar. That is blocking that from happening. So it's I I, I without seeing it. I'll tell you what, if I saw yeah. it, I could fix it. But I you know, and I could tell I, you what I'm it is. I'm over there to your station right now. I know it. So hey, well, we got a chainsaw here too, so we could. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, but, right, well, <laughs> well, wait a minute, gonna, I, Ted. Ted, did you take the bar off to see if that hole on the bar is clogged? Well, I cleaned that, and I even took the old bar. And and put it on and uh, to see if if it, the holes were working and it, it it is it's just that it's not 
Uh, okay, so take that bar. If you have, do you have compressed air? Have you tried taking compressed air yes, on the bar yes, and, and try to clear it up? There's something going on with that bar then. Something, okay. If it's working on the other bar, there's something going on with that bar. Okay. Either that's the hole's not matching up correctly or there's some blockage in it that's not allowing that to, per, to go through. The fact that, it is, okay. that it's oiling. So there's, the bar is the issue. Okay, I will try. I'll, I'll put the old bar on and see how that works. And if it does, then I need a new bar for this, okay. my newer one. We're yep. going to the bar after this break. Right, and get some I, llama I, juice. I, I told you I was on my way. Right. <laughs> Ted, good to hear from you. Okay. All right. Thank you, guys. All right. And happy anniversary. Thank you so much. Appreciate All right. that. All right. Oh, happy anniversary. Hey, yeah. Uh, we'll take a short break. More get growing on the way. Well, then we're going to start that chainsaw. Okay. We're going to really tick off Armstrong and Getty because it's going to smell like two-stroke oil in Can here. Can we do it just before I leave? Yeah. Oh, good point. <laughs> yeah, maybe we should do that then. Right. Yeah, yeah, just to it's save like your own cloud of, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, And the beauty is you can't open the windows here. This is an evil anniversary. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Get Growing continues with Farmer Fred. Talk 650 KSTE. Here again, Fred Hoffman. There will be a 25th anniversary garden grappler coming up in a few minutes. A chance for you to pick up a prize from the Farmer Fred prize closet. Special prizes, of course, for the 25th anniversary show. Garden grappler around 11 a.m. There is a clue available at FarmerFred.com and also at the Get Growing with Farmer Fred Facebook page. I think that will help you out a great deal. Uh, I got a garden question in the meantime, like Ted did. You can give us a call, 576-1578 in the 916 area code, 866-331-8255 outside the area. And email, you can send it to fred at farmerfred.com. All right. Okay, so those are the garden grappler numbers, or numbers for later on as well. So make a note of that. But in the meantime, we'll answer your garden questions uh, that you might phone in or send via email. John emails us with a question about uh, frost protection. Now, you do frost protection on some of your plants, Brad, don't you? As far as uh, use a microphone. Those are handy things to use. You, you can turn I, the microphone. I, I turn the red button on, and it seems like it's working well now. Uh, yes, I do. It's called. Uh, Can you tell we've been doing this for twenty five years? Why don't you switch the turn the mic towards you? That way, there it's just there. All right. Uh, frost protection. Frost protection. Yes, my frost protection is poles around my citrus tree, draped with burlap. How tall are your citrus trees? Well, you know, I've admire lemons probably four feet tall. Okay. All right. That's about. And then I have tangerine trees that are. No, that, you, you know, don't. Sasanqua. Sasanqua. No, that's a... That's a camellia. Oh, Satsuma. Thank you. (laughs) I was testing you. That was an anniversary test. And it's not a tangerine, is it? It, Well, no, uh, Sasanqua is a... What is it? It's a a mandarin. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yes, it is a mandarin. Ah. Tangerine. Sorry. Jeez. Ah, You know, I get lost. I'm just from the ghetto. Come on. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> no, it, the, the tangerine is it w- was a marketing term introduced, I think, back in 1910 by uh, some guy who brought in in the another Mandarin variety. This one was from um, Morocco, specifically Tangiers, and uh, so he said, "Well, I'll call it the tangerine, and that way I I can." Uh, differentiate mine from all these other mandarin varieties because at the time uh, in, in southern california back in 1910 1920 there were probably a uh, hundred different mandarin varieties that were being marketed 
So it was really as a marketing term. But now tangerine is used almost as the generic term for anything in the Clementine line of mandarins. But uh, yeah, the, the mandarin tree you have is a satsuma. Satsuma, As very good. As opposed to Seedless. a Sasanqua, Sasanqua. which well, yeah. would, if it was, it would be blooming. Well, it is blooming right now. <laughs> yes. Uh, no, but no, my Sasanquas are blooming. Yes. And my uh, <laughs> Satsumas are actually, I, I'll start eating those as soon as it gets a little bit of an orange on them. You don't mind? It's not, no. I. I They're sweet? Yeah. Yeah. Try it. Okay. I should have brought some in just to test you. Well, I have green ones, but I don't want to. I, I want to thank, by the way, I want to thank the three mandarin trees that I brought with me from Harold to Folsom in containers. Way to go. They made it. And they made it, and uh, they're producing fruit, and I know they can't wait to be uh, buried in that rocky soil of Folsom. Oh. And that's on the way. <laughs> well, it probably drains pretty good, though, through that, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, soil? It's a hill. Yeah. Yeah. So so they'd like that drainage. So yeah. you know, it's got some rocks below it. I mean. But I have a... High hopes for all my citrus varieties as far as frost protection goes because it is it's a warm backyard. You've got all that protection around yeah. it, like what? And on a bit of a hill too, so the oh. cold air Wolf goes go downhill. Goes downhill, so yeah. you got that going for you. But anyway, John and Turlock writes in and says I have several citrus trees and a hibiscus that I protect during the winter with PVC frames and throwing a frost cloth over the frame. All of these have gotten a lot bigger, so using a frame became a little bit cumbersome. So can I just drape the frost cloth directly over the trees and still get good protection? Yes, yes, you can, but why not just limit the height of your citrus and your hibiscus to the height of your PVC frame? You could do that, too. I know some people, uh, I remember in my bike route when I lived in Harold going through uh, Wilton, and one guy had the permanent PVC frame around his cherry tree. And I started, oh, that's a good idea. And I started talking to him. I saw him out there, and he was pruning it. And I go, I said, wow, that's a good structure to have. He goes, yeah, and I know how to keep it pruned in bounds because this PVC frame is always here. So anything that sticks out of the PVC frame, I just cut it off so that it's always within oh, the PVC very, frame. So that's just pruning kind of. Yeah, and that way the, the height of the tree stays the same, and it can easily drape a, a frost cloth over the whole thing. Now, John, down in Turlock, with that frost cloth you have, yes, you could just drape the frost cloth directly over the trees and still get good protection. The key, though, with frost cloth is they need to reach the ground because cold air can seep in underneath uh, a frost cloth if it is not secured to the ground. So it has to be big enough to be able to be secured to the ground. And ideally, it should be secured to the ground at the outer canopy level of the tree, not tied to the trunk of the tree, not wrapped up like a bundle. It should be loosely draped over the tree itself and then secured at the edges of the tree at the outer drip line to allow the warmth of the soil beneath the tree to emanate back up into the tree at night. So like a tent. Yeah, basically. like a tent, basically. Oh, yeah, that's a good not, idea. not a bonnet, yeah. if you will. Oh, yeah. So that'll work. But yeah, basically, uh, uh, and as you know, Brad, it's much easier to drape a cloth that you over a tree that you don't have to get on a ladder to do. Oh, any any time you keep your feet on on the ground is a good thing. Yes, that's why I sell extended pole chainsaws to keep people's feet on the ground. Extended equipment, period, on the ground feet at all times. Well, have you ever fallen off a ladder or done any stuff? I and, was about to say. I remember one time I was cleaning leaves out of a gutter. Oh, no. And I was using the hose to 
basically move the leaves in the gutter while standing on a ladder to the, you know, the, the pipe to flush the leaves out. And I remember I was, then I started cleaning the leaves by hand. So I just, I just dropped the hose down there and it was running on the ground and the water flowed underneath the ladder. And all of a sudden the ladder slipped out underneath me and I go down on the ground with the ladder and landed on my back with the ladder on top of me. Ouch. For some reason, I was able to get up and move. I mean, I go, whoa. You're lucky. I was very lucky. Yeah, because I landed on a driveway. Oh, yeah, that's it, not usually the case. Yeah, so that it's uh, water and ladders just don't mix. No, no, no. No, I had to, when, when we first started doing our landscape maintenance, my business partner at that time, he was holding the ladder as I'm up on the ladder, a good eight feet, nine feet up there, uh, doing this hedge with our power hedge trimmer. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, the ladder just gets real wobbly, and I just went flying into this into this privet that were, no, it was a xylosma. And I go crashing through the xylosma and I turn around and I look and he's like walking back to the truck. I go, <laughs> yeah, thanks. Hey, well, I thought you were holding the ladder for <laughs> yeah. me here. <laughs> yeah, thanks. So go crash through a xylosma sometime with a live hedge trimmer going. Yes. Uh, when it's raining, it's not the time to clean the leaves out of your gutter. No. No. Oh. You can slip on those rungs. Or even easily. right after it rained. Yeah. Yeah, yeah if the ground's wet. And yeah. if the if if your shoes are wet, uh, wear good shoes if you're climbing a ladder. Well, you know the roofers do back in the day when they get days like that? They put on their old golf cleats, hmm. and that's how they climb on their roofs. Oh. As long as you've got a you know composition-type roof. If you're on a, if you've got like <laughs> a, a, tile. a tile roof, <laughs> you go sliding. that's probably not a good idea. But a comp roof, yeah, that's what they used to wear is golf cleats. Oh, yeah. that's interesting. Yeah, yeah well, ba- the... basically any shoe probably with some sort of grid work to it. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Would, would help. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that, that is important. So be careful out there this time of year if you need to get on a ladder. Right. That's the benefit, too, of orchard ladders versus your standard four-legged ladder. A three-legged ladder... It, it just seems counterintuitive, but a three-legged ladder is more secure than a four-legged it, it, ladder. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. But, it, but it's not, it's, all of a sudden, it's, yeah, it's, a, it's a, like a camera pedestal. Too. Yeah. A lot of them are three-legged you can get, but it's the, that's a lot better way to go. But the ideal and situation. And to move them around, too. Yeah. The ideal situation, of course, is to keep your fruit trees or any bushes that need trimming on a regular basis no taller than what you can reach from the ground. That's a good that's a good rule of thumb. Now having said that, you're in the business of selling what are known as reticulating uh-huh. uh pruners. Well, there's reticulating and articulating. Articulate okay, explain Articula- the difference. Well, reticulating, well, geez. Let me talk about articulating. Okay. Because uh reticulating is something different. Okay, articulating is where you can actually change the angle of that cutting head. Right. You can go so from L shaped. So you, you can do an L shape, you can do it in a number of different angles, whatever mm-hmm. it is, whatever fits your fancy. It's nice if you have a, a, a hedge and you want to be able to get the back side of the hedge and you can actually have the bar going out straight and then tip down the head so it goes down not quite 45, but you know, really, 40. and then you can get the back side of that hedge between the house or the wall or the fence, and it'll you can cut that back side of it down like that. You know, it's a great tool. You can do two 90 degree bends with no, it. No, 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 no. If I said it that way, that's not what I was trying to explain. In other words, you're standing up there, and the and the 
tube is running. Oh, you're level with the top. With the top. You're standing on a ladder. You're standing on a ladder, which okay. I don't like to do. Yeah. Okay. But to get to the back of a the shrub. The back of a shrub, say yeah. that thing is three feet wide, yeah. then you can turn it so that the, the head trimmer is actually pointed down. You mm-hmm. can come through that backside and get that back edge cut. Right. And, and then the idea there is to cut the hedge down so you don't have to have a ladder. Right. To a height. Right. To do that. Yeah, but that's a great tool. I, I have one of those. I use that often, even for doing, you know, because I don't like bending over with a head trimmer. And mm-hmm. I can, you can take that and put that so you can actually mow your ground cover and still be upright. What angles can you do with that? Whatever angle you want. I mean, okay. it, it, it articulates at multiple, multiple degrees of. Uh, Does it go greater than 90 degrees? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so if you wanted to do the sort of a backside slope. If for some reason you're you're making poodles out of your boxwoods yeah. or whatever reason or what, dragons or, or dragons or whatever insanity that you have decided to inflict upon yourself for having shrubs that you wanted to see as pretty shapes that right. you now must maintain on almost a weekly basis with pruning in order for it to remain looking like your dead poodle well then maybe what you need is that articulating or reticulating uh, uh, pruning device a reticulating one the one I always thought was kind of like a sawzall on a stick yeah. was a reticulating one. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. All right. Yeah, and there like, are those. There are chainsaws on a stick. Well, but but this is like a, it's like a sawzall blade. Yes. At one time we were selling those because the chainsaw on a stick had not was not in existence. Mm-hmm. So people were using their their sawzall blades extended, so to speak. And that's how they would cut the limbs before the pruning saw came out. Yes, I, you gave me the catalog for the Still products, right. S-T-I-H-L. Uh, and uh, Echo the, also has the same thing. Echo is the one that created that product. Okay, an extended reach hedge trimmer. And uh, this one model, the HL94K, can articulate up to 145 degrees. Yeah. That's impressive. I, I have a hard time grasping how you maintain power to the cutting blade when you're bending it. It's the gears. Is the way that's set up. It's a geared system inside, and the power doesn't make any difference because it's 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 the uh, it's the um, device that takes the sh- the the power from the shaft mm-hmm. into that geared head, which can you know articulate, and then on the other side of that, you have your attachment, your um, head trimmer. Yeah. So that's that's all it is is that geared head that you can, you can change, which articulates. All right. Yeah. Okay, we need to I take know it. that's really clear and that's <laughs> as clear as a bell. Everybody now understands the whole principle of that. But. Well, you know, one thing people could do is go to your website, yes. which is jbspower.com. And then click on the still link, S-T-I-H-L, yeah. Yeah. and they can see uh, pictures of this. Ac- absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that would be the easiest. Yeah, so kind of pictures worth a thousand words. There you go. Yeah. And again, uh, the website, uh, why am I reading? jbspower.com. Okay. I need to change sheets here. I'm reading last week's Q sheet. Oh, you've got too much sheet yeah, material over there. I know. I'm a paper kind of guy. <laughs> I'm old. I like paper. I'm an analog guy in a digital world. Oh, God. You Why? know there's a shortage of magnetic tape in the world? No. It, yes, there's a shortage of magnetic tape. Is it because tape. of magnetism? What is it? No, it's because nobody's using it anymore, so nobody's making it anymore. <laughs> so for those of you that are trying to build your cassette collection or your uh. Uh, reel-to-reel tape collection, good luck finding tape i was no. trying to find blank discs last night so i could record this music for you and i couldn't find that and, and in doing that i found a whole box full of floppy discs which don't exist anymore we call those coasters <laughs> that's a good idea yeah they yeah. work just fine yeah. i also use them for uh, to raise plants uh in in containers off the base so that there's a place for it to drain 
So, yeah, floppy disks actually have a lot of modern uses. Right, and it doesn't deteriorate real quickly. It's going to stay around for a while. For a while, yeah. yeah. You're listening to Get Growing on Talk 650 KSTE. You're listening to Get Growing with Farmer Fred. Talk 650 KSTE. Here again, Fred Hoffman. Garden Grappler coming up in a few minutes. Brad Gay will be the official judge and hanging jury for today's Garden Grappler uh, coming up after the news at 11 o'clock. He has no idea what the Garden Grappler is, and uh, but we, I will uh, help him out there. He hopes I help him out there. Uh, I go to my go-to site for that, and it's usually FarmerFred.com. Yeah, that's a good place to start. Yeah, yeah. it gives you kind of it gives you hints. Yes, it does. I'm not there yet. Yeah, it does give you hints. Try to use a microphone. It's radio. I don't know if you'd remember that or oh, not. You've right. only been on this show for twenty-five straight years. Well, <laughs> you know what? But I am twenty-five years older. Aren't we all? Yes. What What has changed the most in the outdoor power industry in the last twenty-five years, as far as the tools you sell or what people are doing with these tools? Uh, I tell you what the it's the the whole um, handheld products have just blown up. You know, back in the day when when we were in business and started out, there <clears throat> there was it was electric hedge trimmers to prune shrubs. There mm-hmm. wasn't anything gas powered. The blower was just coming on the scene, and that's just right after the dinosaurs had left us. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> and there was all that oil in the ground. Right. So <laughs> we didn't know what to do with it. You know. Um, but really, all the handheld products have just, it's taken off. And so you know, there's so many int- new things that are coming out with that. Is, mm-hmm. You know, all the head trimmers, the extended products, the, uh, the, the products where you can actually buy a weed eater engine with the shaft coming down, and it has a coupler, and you can disconnect a weed eater product off of that and plug in a blower a hedge trimmer, a chainsaw. I mean, it's it's vast of what's out there. So all you, on a weed whacker stick. All on a weed whacker stick. Yeah, and it's all set up so that you can have one gas powered tool and have many attachments to go with it. Yeah. So you're not you're not you don't have to worry about the whole fuel thing with the with number of units. Let's say if you got a, a extended pole pruner. Or a, or an articulating head trimmer. You don't that, which used to have engines. Mm-hmm. Now you have to now you have to maintain all of those engines, and in doing that, you know it's just. It's just <laughs> but conversely, if you lose your engine, you you've just lost four power all tools. Of them you lost all. Well, yeah, that's that's the down that's the downside. Yeah. And it, they are engines. They're just electric engines, right? What? Well, what they're, they're, they're these. They're Inter- engines. They're not motors. They're engines. Okay. Yeah. Motors are electric. Oh, okay. Yeah. They're, but engines tomato, are... Tomato, yeah. Okay. So this is the product that I'm talking about as a visual... Yes. Now, he, again, the steel catalog has been thrust into my hands. And here's a guy holding what looks like... It looks like a giant hypodermic needle. Um, <laughs> it's a blower. Oh, it's a blower. Okay. That thing rocks, too. All right. But he's no. attaching it to what looks like a weed whacker stick and it's uh this <laughs> lower itself it looks like a a stage of a missile no it does yeah, it does look like no it does yeah but i tell you what as far as a blower goes on mm-hmm. those km units it still yeah. offers oh this is a gas engine yes okay it's not electric all right okay all well you went from handheld i said handheld products which are ga- usually gas oh, powered no, okay no, no i when you said handheld i immediately thought of rechargeables 
Oh, okay. No. Well, that's but that's also handheld. So that's also come about. That's actually that's actually the newest version in handheld products now is getting into these rechargeable units. Yeah. Where where it really before you know when we used to have a mower, we had a wheel edger, and weed eaters were really kind of starting to come out, and we finally got weed and weed eaters took off, and so but now and backpack blowers and handheld blowers. All that stuff, and now that what's out there now is that most of the stuff we're selling right now is, are handheld products. All right. Well, this it's part of what's called the Still Combi system. Now, Still again, the manufacturer. Yes. Spelled S T I H L. Right. And the Combi system, and they list uh, pictures of all the attachments that you can put on the end of your. I, I hate to call it a weed whacker stick because weed whacker is a it's copyrighted a, term right, of it's some a, other company. But it's, no, it's a it's a it's a it's a powerhead unit. Yes. That's what it is. So I see things I can recognize. I see things that do look like string trimmers. So I what's s- the most bizarre thing you see in front of you right now? Is it the the the, the bristle kind of? Not the bristle one. The the wheeled one next to it. There's a, a thing with wheels and bristles. Then there's one with looks just like rubber wheels. Oh, that's a a paddle. They call that a paddle, and it's for like cleaning up walkways stuff like that. Same with the bristles. The they bristles use, are for... Bristles, you know what they're using this bristle for now is a lot of these new lawns that people are putting in, the fake lawns. <laughs> no, I'm saying they okay. use this type of stuff to bring them back to life and whatever material they're putting down there to incorporate. It's not just... How do you adjust the, Can you adjust the height of it? Well, it's, it's like you're holding a weed okay. eater in your hand. So you have to hold it exactly at the right height because if you put that bristly thing too low on your artificial turf no isn't that gonna no, dig it it's up? not gonna rip it up okay no well right. I, mean, I guess if you pressed on it you could sit there and try it. i don't think but those are br- those bristles aren't you know <laughs> i can't believe we're talking artificial turf care here but uh it, it bears Sorry. a lot of people do have artificial turf and well especially have, after three years of what we just went through yeah, exactly with the d word and i'm gonna bring that up at the old place we had the artificial turf putting green Yep, and the way I cleaned that was with a blower. Okay, and just but you got to be careful with a blower on artificial turf because the artificial <laughs> turf is resting on a sand base. Oh, mine was on cement that I had when I moved into my house. Oh, it was really? cement. Oh, okay. Well, sand is therefore allows the, for air or the jackhammer we talked about earlier. <laughs> yes, but with uh, sand, you got to be careful. You don't want to blow off the sand, so you just have to be careful blowing oh, yeah. off the leaves. No, absolutely. Yeah. But it does work that way. But that's what that's what the pat that the the bristle one is what that's about. It's almost like a a, a bristle mower, yeah. not a mower, but it's just it goes and uh, just tunes and up that grass. Even edgers too. Yes, I, I noticed an edger attachment. Yes, that you could put on there as well. It's a multitasking tool. Yes, it's, it's simply amazing. Huh? As Hulhauser would say, that's yeah. simply amazing. Who would have thought? Louie, get a picture of Are that. Are you telling me? You, there's some people coming up the path here. Let's ask them what they think of this. <laughs> Have you ever seen anything that looked like that? <laughs> yes. Uh, okay. <laughs> we remember Huel. Yeah. All right. Um, garden Grappler coming up. i got to prep you for the Garden Grappler. Yeah. we got some special yeah. prizes today, and uh, we'll be doing that here on the 25th anniversary episode of uh, Get Growing on Talk 650 KSD. Don't forget, I, I will be uh, having Brooks uh, severely edit the podcast version of this program, which will be available soon after the, it airs uh, <laughs> at kste.com or the iHeartRadio app or your favorite third-party podcast aggregator. Uh, if I recall anything of, of uh, things that could get me in trouble that I've said during this 25th anniversary show, I'll have them edited out. That's that's the good or or not. I don't know. We'll I don't see. think we've. I don't think there's anything that's been over the top. We have another hour still, to go. I know. We're still I know. plenty more time. All right, it's get growing on Talk 650 K.
KSTE. Get Growing continues with Farmer Fred. Talk 650 KSTE. Here again, Fred Hoffman. All right. Hey, Brooks, are you ready in there? You're ready. All right. Brad, are you ready? No, he's not. Okay, now he's ready. Time for the Garden Grappler here on the 25th anniversary of Get Growing on Talk 650 KSTE. Do you recall on that very first show back then, did we do a Garden Grappler? I don't remember that one. I don't remember that no, either. It's, I, don't. Uh, I don't know if it evolved or was part of the original. I, I usually like giving stuff away to start off. I mean, frankly, back on that first show, who would have been listening? <laughs> well, in a, in a new station <laughs> that didn't do any there's advertising. No that, there's no way you could track that, is there? Uh, well, no, there, is there a means of being able to even right now? Is there a means of oh, how do you? How do they? What they have are these little devices now that uh, are called people meters. <laughs> and what the, the ratings company sends them out to people, uh, usually they're good for a week or two, and you're supposed to carry it with you. And it actually listens to what you're listening to. So if it hears a radio station, it knows what radio station it is. Oh, it's like a keyword thing they're picking up on something no, like that? No, it, it's actually a tone that each radio station sends out oh, Okay, that tells this little machine uh, what station you're listening to. Oh. Now, the key, though, with those little machines is they will turn off if it doesn't move. So, for instance, you can't put it down on a counter with a radio station on at home and then go to work. It'll turn off after a certain number of minutes. Okay. So some people try to get tricky with it and tie it to their dog's collar and then go to really? work. <laughs> it doesn't work that way either. Oh. But anyway, uh, that's how they do it now. In the old days... Uh, you were sent a diary, and you had to write down uh, what stations you listened to in the time that you did. Oh, these are people that they've that they've they're using as sources to monitor this yeah. stuff, and then they report that in. And so they have these devices yes. now that, that they... now that that's for listening to over the air radio. Now in this age of streaming via the internet or podcast, you get a very accurate. Oh, I was going to that's got to be they'll yeah. know who exactly and what when, yeah. where and how. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes, and uh, and we see you in the shower. Uh-huh. Please close your curtain. Yeah, Thank right. you. <laughs> anyway, let's do the garden grappler. Okay. All right, give some stuff away here. Now, I posted on the Get Growing with Farmer Fred Facebook page the Farmer Fred 11 Garden Rules. And over on the uh, farmerfred.com site, there's a link to, I believe, the 10 Garden Rules. Basically, there's not much difference. Are those commandments? They're, they're more suggestions. Yeah, that's better. All right. Like that. Because it's it's just general garden advice. Oh. I call them garden rules. Right. I should have come up with a better term, but right. name one of Farmer Fred's garden rules. Again, they're listed, enumerated, if you will, at the Get Growing with Farmer Fred Facebook page. Also as a clue available at FarmerFred.com. Just click on the clue that says, a clue for the garden grappler, below today's guest list, and uh, you'll, you'll come up with an answer. All five callers get a prize. And unlike other garden grapplers, g- g- caller five got a bonus prize. All five callers today, I'll get the bonus prize. Oh, what a deal. What a deal. This, I tell you, this, this show just keeps getting better and better. Uh, I tell it's you. just giving it to everybody today. <laughs> all right. And th- now this all, I guess, really, Brooks hinges on the fact if the phones work or not. So we'll see. 576-1578 in the 916 area code. 576-1578 or toll free 866 331 5 576 
866-331-1578 in the 916 or 866-331-8255. Name a Farmer Fred garden rule. There are 11 of them. You can find them at FarmerFred.com or the Get Growing with Farmer Fred Facebook page. Uh, good luck. It, so this is a little, actually a little bit tougher. And, this is a tough one. Yeah, So, but it, it's worth it. But if you've listened to your show for some time. Yeah, if you know about the stuff. Or if you're a gardener. I, yes. And by the way, there's no such thing as a tangerine is not one of Farmer Fred's garden rules. Oh, I thought that was number, I that yes, was number I, 11. Yeah, no, not quite. So um, while you're ruminating on that. Let's talk about something that where we won't give away any of the clues. Uh, let's talk about um, what you've got in the shop. Okay. Let's talk about mowers. We haven't talked about mowers in a okay. while. No. Now, mowers are uh, evolving to the point where they're more low emission and quieter, aren't they? Yeah, they are. I mean, that's a, that's a good thing. And then there is, a, well, there is a bad thing, too. Not a real bad thing in the maintenance of it because they are... Um, they have to meet the California smog regulations, mm-hmm. which is, that's a tough thing to crack. And mowers that you buy in California, um, or excuse me, I should put it the other way. Mowers that you buy outside the state of California are not necessarily, do not necessarily qualify to be mowers in California because they don't meet the smog standards. But by usually what the, what the not usually, but what the manufacturers are doing is they're taking the carburetor and they are making it so that the jets that are feeding the fuel into this engine are becoming minute, where they used to be the size of a pencil lead, basically. They mm-hmm. become the size of a needle point. So a slight material that gets by your filter, if there is a filter on the mower, can plug a jet on a carburetor. And it'll give you the same kind of a problem as you would think that it's like gumming it up for leaving the fuel left in there. I mean, you could this could be happening right in the middle of summer. All of a sudden, somebody will bring it in, and they'll be... Oh, it starts and dies. It'll start and die. Or it starts, it won't rev up. Mm-hmm. Um, that type of stuff. And it's usually blockage. And it can be because of that jet's gotten plugged. So when you're putting your gas into the gas tank, you want to make sure that the, there's no debris on that gas can that's going to slough off into your gas tank that could possibly go into the carburetor and go in and plug the jet. And it happens more than it should. Like I'm not saying a, a lot, but it happens. And so that's something to look out for. So that's one of the big things about new things about mowers is the. What can a homeowner do? What can that person with the mower do? I guess one thing would be to, if you have an an old mower that works fine, keep it in good operating condition. Oh, absolutely. Even old weed eaters that had adjustable carburetors, and it's not like you got to open it up, but or chainsaws that have adjustable carburetors. Mm-hmm. The uh, big thing there is, especially if you have a place in, up in uh, the mountains, yeah, and then you. You live down here, so you operate that chainsaw down here. Now you go up into 6,000 feet or 5,000 feet. Well, the air is a little bit thinner there, so you you have to open up the air in order to compensate oh, for that. Oh, just so like it, cooking. Yeah, so you have to compensate for that. Well, the older equipment was easier to do that because you could easily change the amount of fuel and air ratio. Uh, new stuff is not necessarily, it's not that way anymore. Wow. So that answers a question I've never gotten, but I could anticipate it. Somebody who lives down here saying, yeah, I took my chainsaw to the cabin up in the mountains and it won't work. Yeah, it's not working very good. Uh, Well, yeah, no, that's true. There's a a lot to that. I mean, there's means of overcoming it. And and a lot of the products, like this uh, German one that we've been talking about, they actually have, uh, they've gone to an electronic 
distribution of the fuel and the ignition so that it changes with the elevation automatically. And I know it's not, doesn't, it's not coming across clearly, and I can't think well, of I, the name I, of the device, but it's all done electronically yeah. to deal with oh, that. Oh, okay, all right. Okay. All right, so that's so uh, one w- way to get around the uh, elevation. Like, yeah, issue. I have somebody who just bought a, uh, a chainsaw for their son, and he lives in Truckee, but he's down in Sacramento a lot. And so they wanted something that would work in both environments. I said, well, if you get the still chainsaw right now, and I should know this, it's a microprocessor. I want to get the terminology, though. It's on a Variable yeah. hole. And it is... Uh, well, I will find it, okay. rather than bore your listeners. Oh, here it is. M-tronic. Still M-tronic. An intelligent microprocessor controlled engine management system. <laughs> that, did that come out kind of... Microprocessor. Yeah. But that's... Sorry. Um, but that's what, that's what they're going to. Yeah. And, and that's not on all the stuff. And it's a little bit more expensive. But on that particular unit, if you buy the uh, earlier version of that, it is going to be the same price as what you're buying it now mm. with the microprocessor in it. Okay. Gosh, I have a hard time with that word. Microprocessor. Processor. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, okay. So, again, maintain your old equipment. Uh, use good fuel, I would think. Absolutely. High, higher octane, eighty nine ninety one. Use a good fuel like a Chevron shell. Brand name. Brand name. Good All brand right. name. Anything that has additives. So don't it. use 87. Use 89 or 91. Right. All right. You know, even on the uh, the two-cycle mix that you buy to put into the fuel, mm-hmm. to so you can use that fuel in your chainsaw, weed eater, handheld device, it'll say on the bottle, use at least an 89 octane or oh, higher. Really? Oh, yeah. In fact, the uh, we, we sell fuel mix at our store. And it uh, it's a fifty one mix that is 94, 94 octane. <laughs> is this the stuff labeled jet fuel? <laughs> no, no, it's rocket. Okay, rocket fuel. All right, uh, but no, uh, but it has no alcohol in it, mm. and that's the plus. And, it, and it, it comes in a can. It looks like uh, back in the days when we had Coleman stoves and we had white gas. White gas, yes. Yeah, and it Man. comes in a can. You can buy it in a gallon can like that. Yeah. Or you can get it, and it almost looks like an old syrup can, like we used to get. Uh, uh, log cabin syrup yeah. in and it's just but it's like white gas you're storing white gas so it stays without you, know, it, you can have it forever if you keep that lid sealed which all you, know, you could just tighten it up but it's only like a quart container isn't it yeah and so that'll fill your mower or chainsaw twice two or uh, three times no, yeah no more than that maybe three times okay but so aren't you going to ask me what's how much it costs? I, I know how much it costs. How much does it cost? Oh, well, thanks for asking. <clears throat> a gallon is twenty seven ninety nine. A gallon? Yeah. Okay, well, a gallon will last you 12, oh, wow. 12 fillings or so. Right, but if you go buy a gallon of gas, which you can get premium for $3, well, now I don't know what it is. No, because we, Price anyway. hasn't quite gone up at the, right. what they claim. Right, yet. but the... Uh, you know, anyway, to put, yeah, put the $27 in perspective, I, t- I have a customers from Fiji, and a lot of people, <laughs> yeah, seriously, I got a lot of them from, from that area of the kind of world, and they drive a lot of uh, mopeds around. Mm-hmm. So when you go to a gas station there, because there's two cycle-driven equipment, yeah. they have a pump that is supplied with two, sac- with two cycle fuel. And so I asked him, what is that? Because they sell it in liters there, yeah. but it, roughly it comes out to $28 a gallon. Yeah. So if you go to a gas station, you're going to pay $28 a gallon for this two-cycle mix, but it's already mixed and ready to go. All right, but you have it. You can't find it at a gas station. 
You're not going to get this at a gas station. You come no. to me. I've got it. But is this the same fuel they sell for airplanes? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, no. Yeah. Basically, you're correct. Yeah. No, it's. It, it, I don't. Sometimes the uh, at the airports you get a little higher octane. Yeah. But you're right. It is. It's. There's no alcohol. You can't. Airports do not have gas laced with alcohol in them. It's against the law. I mean, you don't want planes up there flying around and having right. water-ish, water-in-fuel issues. Take that, Iowa corn farmers. Oh, well, sorry. Yeah. Yes. You know. All right. I know you're streaming, and there's probably people back there listening. Yeah, I know. So that's why I say uh, I'm, I'm with the car- corn growers. I like it a lot. We both like popcorn. I know. I brought you some, too. Oh, did you? Yes. Oh, thank you. All right. You got to grow popcorn this year. Yes, I did. Well, that was a challenge, which was trying to get it in the ground after last spring. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It come out okay? Yeah, it came out good. Just right. didn't get as much as we'd like, but we've still got a, got a good crop. Thank uh, you. Appreciate you're that. Welcome. All right, we'll take a short break. When we come back, we will get to your answers uh, for the Garden Grappler. we got four people lined up, which means there's one open line left. 576-1578-866-331-8255. Name a Farmer Fred Garden Rule. It's the Garden Grappler, and it's going on Get Growing on Talk 650 KSTE. You're listening to Get Growing with Farmer Fred. Talk 650 KSTE. Here again, Fred Hoffman. All right, it's Garden Grappler time. We have people lined up who can answer the question, name a Farmer Fred garden rule, which are posted at the Get Growing with Farmer Fred Facebook page, as well as the clue available at FarmerFred.com, where it says a clue for the Garden Grappler. Brooks, everybody ready, as far as you know? All right. Brad is here from JB's Power Equipment in Davis to be the official judge and hanging jury for today's competition. Patty and Elk Grove, you are up first, so go ahead, give us one of Farmer Fred's garden rules on this, the 25th anniversary show of Get Growing. All gardening is local. All gardening is local. Brad, is that a good one? Well, that's number one on my list. Yes, it is number one, because obviously uh, there are microclimates all around you, and you may be surprised in your own backyard where you may find that you can grow citrus where it stays a little bit warmer than another part of your yard or even from down the street. Uh, The plants you choose to plant in your yard may be very different than what somebody else on the other side of the county might be able to grow. So all gardening is local. Good answer there, Patty. What do we have Thank for you. What do we have for everybody? Hey, it's the 25th anniversary show. You get a $25 gift certificate from Green Acres Nursery and Supply. Oh, great. So I'll be sending you that. Okay, thank you very much. All right, Patty, thanks for calling in from Elk Grove. Appreciate that. Yeah, thanks Green right. Acres. That's a that's a Yeah. And say hi to Lauren down there in the houseplant uh, section yeah. at the Elk Grove Green Acres. She's on this program a lot. Oh, is she? Uh, yep. If Greg's hanging around there, too, you know, taking pictures. Greg Gayton is everywhere. Yep. He's yep. at all five uh, Green Acres stores. Uh, Karen yep. in Nevada City, go ahead. Yeah. Name and, us. And uh, I'm the gal who sent you the uh, black feather. Oh, thank you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We did hear your show when you talked about it. <laughs> yeah. When uh, you sent me the feather because you were wondering why your grapes all disappeared and there were no traces right. of grapes. And and... Just like overnight. Yeah. Them. And I well, thought, well, gee, that's, that's the same um, thing that happened to my uh, almonds and it was due to crows. Yes. And this big black feather you sent sure looks like a crow feather. <laughs> yeah, that's what you said. And I think so. And they did come back a oh. week later, almost like they... We're expecting more stuff out there. 
Yeah, dumb but birds. Anyway, uh, yeah. my favorite one is our all gardening is local, and I uh, don't have the computer working. It's down, so I uh, I'll say um, some of the stuff that you talked about today. Um, ladders and water don't mix. That's a good one, but it's not on the list. All right. How about turn your sprinklers off in the fall when it starts to rain? Is that on the list? That's a good one, but that's not on the list. That should be number 12. Yeah. (laughs) That's really a good one. And then you uh, have talked about using plants that attract um, beneficial insects. Hmm, let me Is see. Is that on there? Um, no, it's not. What about no. making compost out of your leaves? That's a good one, but Whoa. no. No? No. I know you have emphasized read the directions. Oh, there you go. Wow. All right, oh, read and follow all label directions. Products. Might be a good idea to read the directions on everything. <laughs> read and follow all label directions, Brad. That's on the list, I do believe. Well, I tell you, it's not, yeah, it is number nine. All right, yes, all because right. way to go. The instruction label on all pesticides is the law, Karen. Whew, pulling teeth, but we did it. So I'll be sending, yeah. I'll be sending you a gift certificate to Green Acres Nursery and Supply in uh, close to Nevada City. Well relatively close, is Rockland. So uh, that's a good store for you to go visit next time you come down the hill. Okay. All right, Karen, thank you. Okay, and thank you, and thank you for identifying that bird that came in April. <laughs> well, I'm, Maybe I, 40 of these big bunches of grapes all just disappeared, and not one grape on the ground, and not even the stems from the grapes. They were gone. Wow. Wow. Sneaky crows. Yeah. They're hungry, I think, because they're getting burned out. Yeah, that could be. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Hey, Karen, thanks for calling. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Yeah. Okay. We we put stuff out by our garbage at our shop, and we have this clan. What is a group of crows? It's A murder. That's a pheasants, isn't it? No, murder crows. You're right. Murder of crows. Yeah, no. Good name Uh, for a band. Yeah. 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 Crows? Yeah, murder of crows. (laughs) Yes, it is a good name for a band. Isn't the name of a band? Uh, somewhere. It has yeah, to be the name be. of a band. So, but no, we, we put out our excess food products out on this wall. And really? The, yeah, no, the cats, the, the yeah. feral cats come yeah. and get it. Yeah. And we see chicken and, you know, it's just... Not we, junk food. No, no, okay. no. So they come and get it. The squirrels come over and, you know, everybody. But the crows are voracious. I'll tell you what, in another two months, the crows will be all over it. Really? This food... Food becomes very scarce. Yeah, and they overwinter in Davis. Oh yeah, yeah. Wow. Yep. All right. They they do things in the trees that we don't appreciate on our cars down below. Yes. Yeah, they're good at that. Denise in Paradise, you are caller number three in today's Garden Grappler. We're finding uh, one of Farmer Fred's eleven garden rules. So far, we have all gardening is local and read and follow all label directions. So Denise, go ahead and add to that list. Okay. Uh, good morning and. Uh, happy anniversary. Thank you. Um, I'm thinking, I haven't read the list. I'm just going by what I've heard. How about cleaning all of your gardening tools before putting them away and using them the next season? Well, it's a good one, but it's not on the list. Mm, no. Okay. No. Yeah, it pays to go visit I either like- the Get Growing with Farmer Fred Facebook page or uh, get, uh-huh. or the uh, FarmerFred.com site. Yeah, I should have. Right. I'm sorry. You I want to take a backup answer? Um, oh boy, let's see. Well, shutting off sprinklers. No, I think it's not on the list. She already said that. Yeah. Oh, not on the list. Yeah. 
Okay. Um, but you're giving me a lot of great ideas to making this list the 20 this, uh, Fred Gardner yeah, list. Or the yeah. 25. Yes, yeah, for next year. Yes. Yeah. Maybe okay, 26. Well, I, or 26. I cleaning yeah. the tools was a biggie. Well, that, no, that's good. Uh, taking care of your garden tools. In fact, I went out and purchased a barbecue uh, grill cleaning brush specifically yeah, yesterday yeah. just for cleaning my shovels and post okay. hole diggers. Yeah. You don't yep. just use the same one for your barbecue on your shovels? <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh. no I, I actually I actually value my tools more than a barbecue. <laughs> or what you eat. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Denise. Okay. Uh, I'm not thinking of any other well, quick. Yeah. That's quick. the way it goes. All okay, right. So that means so we have one open line at 576-1578 or toll free at 866-331-8255. Charlie in Brooklyn, good hey, to hear Fred, from you. Congratulations, 25 years. How do you figure that? I don't know. In this business. All right. Hey, Charlie, you're a big fan of the show. I appreciate you listening to the show in real time, too, not the podcast. Uh, nope. Back in Brooklyn. And he sent this picture of uh, him... Uh, uh, basically, uh, in, uh, with your picture of your uh, plot there at your community garden in Brooklyn. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Thank you for sending that. No problem. That's my friend's cabbage. He thinks it's animals, but. Uh, I don't oh, know something's munching on it. Okay. Yeah. Charlie sent a picture in the email uh, of his cabbage or your friend's cabbage that's getting munched on. That looks like the damage of cabbage loopers. Yeah. Which is a worm. The- and I bet if you dug around inside there, you'd find the little green worm. He he put the spray and he sprayed. Uh, he put the uh, what's that stuff? I can never say that powder. Uh, either it's like spinosad or bacillus thuringiensis. Bacillus, yeah, BT. And then he put uh, uh, the one uh, that they made from the rum, Captain Jack. Yeah, Captain Jack's actually that's I think that's spinosad if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And, and uh, he said it didn't work. Well, you know, those products work when the worms are small. Once a caterpillar, uh, a leaf-eating caterpillar, gets up to a certain size, uh, to them it's just a shower. <laughs> so, but yeah. uh, it, it sure looks like that. If it was some sort of four-legged critter, there'd be a lot more damage. Yeah, they were saying on the garden professors that the plant got too much water and the inner leaves got too big, so it burst and it was mature already. Well, if that were the case, I would think there'd be some burns along the margin of the leaves if it was too much water. And I don't see any burns along the margins of the leaves. All right. So but I I, I, else to who, who am I to question the garden professors? They may be hey. right. There's four of them. There's only one of me. Yeah, but. <laughs> hey, Charlie, go ahead. Give us a Farmer Fred garden rule. Okay. What I tell most of the people in my community garden, everything you know is wrong. Everything you know is wrong. <laughs> That's my favorite. All right. What yeah. is that, number seven, Brad? Yeah, number seven. Yeah. No. Yes. Tell them why. What's that named after? Well, it's named after a Fire Sign Theater album. But it certainly yeah. is true because, let's face it, uh, back in the 40s and 50s, what was the most popular pesticide used? DDT. DDT. Yep. Yeah. And that, that's gone now. In the 70, 60s and 70s, the most popular street tree to plant in our oh, area wow. was the Modesto ash. It was considered the perfect shade tree. And now, well, it gets more diseases and problems than most. You can't even find it in a nursery anymore. Dursban, Diazinon have all disappeared. Yep. And so basically every baker. Yeah, everything <laughs> everything you know is wrong. Good answer, Charlie. Now, I don't think... Can I ask Brad a question? Go. Be my guest. Brad, you know the leaf blowers? Yes. I took 
the thing that for the airbeds, and I think I use three quarter inch or half inch PVC pipe, and I use it in front by my uh, landlord's lawn. I take care of our plants out there, yeah. and I made it like that. I made a leaf blower with that. There you go. That's a good idea. Okay. And it worked. It, yeah. It's not strong, but it works just to blow the stuff into the grass. You, you, this is on an existing blower? You're adding this to it? No, no. It's uh, just the, the the air thing that you use to fill up the airbeds. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's a good idea. Way to go. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah, and I'm going to send Fred an email about something else I made with my drill. Okay. And it actually works. I just got to make it lighter. <laughs> All right. It's too heavy. So, Charlie, because I, you're, you are not conveniently located near one of the five Green Acres nursery and supply stores in, in the Sacramento no. area, uh, Brad has graciously provided us with a corona soft carbide sharpening tool for your cutting implements thank you i appreciate it so i'll be sending that your way all right all right thanks for calling charlie all right thanks all right thank you yes all right good to hear from charlie three down two to go in today's garden grappler we'll take a break brooks and when we come back We'll get to answers four and five in today's Garden Grappler as we continue on the 25th anniversary show of Get Growing on Talk 650 KSTE. Get Growing continues with Farmer Fred. Talk 650 KSTE. Here again, Fred Hoffman. We are still in the midst of the Garden Grappler, lining up five people who can name one of Farmer Fred's 11 Garden Rules on this, the 25th anniversary show of Get Growing on Talk 650 KSDE. Patty from Elk Grove said all gardening is local. That's the number one Farmer Fred Garden Rule. Karen in Nevada City uh, gave us number nine, which is read and follow all label directions. And Charlie in Brooklyn had number seven, which was uh, all, uh, everything you know is wrong. Everything you know is wrong. All right. Brad Gay is here. From JB's Power Equipment in Davis. Brad, you have a Facebook page? I don't. Well, just other than my own personal Facebook Oh, you got to get a JB's Power Equipment Facebook page That's going. why I was just talking to you about I, that. Well, that's why I was bringing it up on the air thinking you had one. Yeah, well, okay. it's going to happen this next week. All right, Eric. So be looking for that in the near future. <laughs> All right. Go to jbspower.com, though. There you go. All right, and find out more. And that would be a good link, too, if people have problems with their equipment, be it what, Honda or Husqvarna or Still or Echo, and they're wondering, well, where can I find the manual? Where can I get more information? If they go to your site, they can link to any of those various yeah, manufacturers. You, absolutely. And that's jbspower.com. Yes. And you can call us. My phone number's there. Oh, Email a phone. Me. What's a phone? Well, it's one of those things. Actually, I actually have a landline. It's wow. Not, it's not a, a landline. Mobile. I know. Wow. All right. Would that be 530-756-9150? Gosh, you're a mind reader. I tell you. I've got to watch out what I'm thinking. Well, that's amazing. You've been on the show now 25 years, and I can still, I, I won't mention it on the air, but I uh, still know your home phone number. By heart, even though <laughs> I never use it anymore, but it's still, it's just one of those numbers that just sticks in your head. Well, yeah, now that number morphs to my cell phone number. Oh, does it? Yeah. Oh, isn't gonna... that clever? All right. Oh, yeah. Caller number four in today's Garden Grappler, it's Ted in Granite Bay. Hi, Ted. Good morning again. Good morning again. I'm going with, I do have a fuel question, but I'm going to go with number 10, Bermuda grass is forever. Bermuda grass is forever. It really is. It is. It's, yes. it, in this it beautiful is. new landscape, I put it in Folsom, I see its ugly little head popping up. Oh, it just goes so deep. Yeah. The roots are deep. Yeah. The, you know, everything, seed, roots, plant, 
all that stuff creates new Bermuda grass. Am I uh, right? Do, is, is there something you, that you might use on that? Uh, well, when you see it starting, it? when you see it popping up, I mean, yeah. obviously you you could try to dig it out, but that's going to leave some uh, stolons and rhizomes left, which can sprout again. Uh, uh-huh. I, I know that there is a segment of our listeners who will cringe at this, but glyphosate does work. <laughs> <laughs> okay. oh, all right. From one of our favorite manufacturing companies. Yeah. In the yes, planet. but it does work. <laughs> yes, it does. All right. And actually, okay. glyphosate but, now is a product that is widely available from a number of different manufacturers yes, yeah, at a much cheaper price. Yeah, because the, pri- yeah, cause the uh, patent from, ran out. Of yeah. Years. All right. So, Ted, what? Okay, so, anyway, my, my well, question, do you want to know what you do? You want to know what you won? Oh, yes. I thought you would. Wow. Yes. I have nothing. Oh, no, wait a minute. I do. Okay. No, I it's... took it. You gave it to me. Okay. <laughs> I have Ted. Sorry. Ted, Sorry. Ted. Sorry. Just Ted I... you just gave away was wonderful. Yeah, well, you're not going to get that. You're going to get the $25. I live in New York. Oh, no, you don't live in New York. $25 gift certificate from Green Acres Nursery and Supply with five locations to serve all of your gardening and landscaping needs. Sacramento, Folsom, Roseville, Elk Grove, and close to Ted in Rockland. Right, and I go, I've gone to, all, to three of those five, so uh, it's a good place. Yes, and I is. will use that. Thank you. You're welcome. Now you now, have a question. I, yes. Um, when I, I was told to use shell gas and use the good gas, so I go do that, but the guy before me is filling his truck with regular. And so then I get get the same hose that has regular in it, and I'm paying for the better grade. You I see my problem? Well, I don't know if oh, that's I see true you're or pushing not. the button, and it you're is thinking there, there's, there's still, still regular gas. in yeah. the hose. Yeah, is there? I, wow. I, don't, I don't know how gas stations operate. I don't I don't. I don't know. I don't think that that would be sort of contradictory well, to good business practices. I can't imagine they could sell you because gas would be sitting in that hose constantly, which means the hose would rot out right. quicker than I, normal. I would have to say, I don't think so. I think I got to believe that that hose has been drained. Right, you're oh, getting what you're. Yeah, you know, you're not going to get like a, yeah. a, a a tenth of a gallon but of regular. Like Farmer Fred's Garden Rule Number Seven, everything you know is wrong. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, just take well, that into account. Yeah. I think I'm going to do some research on that because I don't I don't see how they can shut it off when you turn that nozzle on it's right there. So it's like you've got a hose full of regular when you're trying to get something else. You know, if the band A Murder of Crows ever has a hit single, it, it should be called what you just said. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> say it again. <laughs> Ted um, that's a good question, but I, I, I don't think I'd worry about that right. because there's too much okay. else to worry about. Right. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. But enjoy I, your gift I certificate. Stumped, I stumped you. Thank you. All right. Ted. All right. Thanks. Yeah. Right. I, if that's your goal in life. You've succeeded. <laughs> the farmer. Stump? Stump the farmer. Stump the farmer. There, there, well, used, there used to be, a, <laughs> back in my former radio days uh, at KGNR, another station mm-hmm. that doesn't exist anymore. I've killed right. off a lot of radio stations right. in my career. That's in when you were number one in talk at one time. Uh, yeah, exactly, station. yeah. Oh. But uh, we did a little contest there called Stump Captain Fred. Oh, you were that was good. Yeah. <laughs> that was <laughs> anyway, Scott in Plymouth, go ahead and give us one of Farmer Fred's garden rule that isn't 197 or 10. I have no idea the number, but if it works for you, do it. 
Wow. That word, Brad, what number is that? Uh, it's number eight. Yes. If it works for you, fine. But keep an open mind, keep an open mind because, you know, new research techniques or equipment may make your chores a heck of a lot easier and satisfying. But, hey, Scott, that's a good answer. The old number eight, if it works for you, fine. So I'll be sending you the uh, Green Acres Nursery and Supply $25 gift certificate. And I, I think the closest Green Acres to you in Plymouth would be the one uh, in Folsom. Yep. Yes, but I go through Elk Grove a lot. I know right where they're at. Well, then use it there. Okay, hey, I got a question, too. Sure. All right, this is for the... Okay, we all know two-cycle engines, four-cycle engines. We're talking about them on uh, you know how there's new four-cycle engines and stuff. I still, Weed Eater, and I've got another friend of mine has got one of another brand. They call it a four-cycle but you got to mix oil with the gas. And I'm going, but it says in the book it's four cycle. I'm going, that doesn't even make sense to me. I mean, I'm an old logger. I tore those engines apart, put them back together, but I'm not a mechanic and a master. It doesn't make sense to me. Why do they call that a four cycle engine when I have to mix oil with my gas? Well, I, it is. It's it's how the, it's, it's, it is lubricated the same as a two cycle engine. There is valves in that engine. And it's a four-stroke, well, I refer to it as a four-stroke, two-stroke engine. But the way that it lubricates that engine versus an oil bath like most four-strokes, it is done by the fuel carrying the oil into it, two-stroke fuel. So it lubricates them the same way, except this has valves. And it, and it is correct. It has very good compression and a lot of power. So it is a, it, you're right, it's a four-stroke engine, but they lubricate it in a two-stroke method. Oh, that's interesting, but the valve part, uh, that, that explains a lot to me. Right, and, you know, and those valves have to be adjusted. So that's one of the things when you buy that product, if you've had it for a number of years and it seems like it's starting to lag a little bit in, in performance and starting, you might consider having it taken in and have somebody check the valves and make sure they're adjusted properly. Well, thank you very much, because that's just, that's torn me up. I've asked a couple of people that you know, know a little bit, and they go, don't make no sense to me. <laughs> no. But they'd figured it out how to do it. So whatever they're doing, they've done it right. What is rule number seven? Everything you know is wrong. Yep. Yeah. So. Absolutely. <laughs> All, All right. right. Thanks, Scott. Back. Congratulations. You bet. All Bye. right. Bye bye. All right. We'll take a short break. Brad, can you stick around? Yes. Of All course. right. All yeah. right. We'll take this up to noon here on the 25th anniversary show of Get Growing on Talk 650 KSTE. You're listening to Get Growing with Farmer Fred. Talk 650 KSTE. Here again, Fred Hoffman. Welcome back. It's Get Growing on Talk 650 KSTE. Don't forget the KSTE Farm Hour coming up at noon. One of my favorite programs. Brad Gay is here from JB's Power Equipment in Davis. Uh, we're talking fall power tool care and what we uh, should do before we go to fire up uh, your usual fall tools that you may have in the garage that uh, involve uh, gasoline or electricity, maybe that blower for leaves or that chainsaw for tree branches, or maybe you're going to do some rototilling. I don't know why. Chipper shredding. Your chipper shredder. Yeah. yeah exactly. That's one of those things that sits around for a while. Any yeah. of those things that sit around for a while. Yeah. So what do you do? Well, I've, I've said you know, a number of times, I go, my, the key to a lot of that stuff, and I have a, I have a large BCS tiller. And it's got a fuel valve on it. 
I have a large BCS chipper shredder. Same thing there. I've got a fuel valve so I can shut the fuel up between the gas tank and the carburetor. So when I'm not, because I'm not using the tiller, but what, four or five times a year, right. the chipper shredder gets going to get it used a lot, but it's just around for months. And same thing there. I have a fuel valve on it. So that if you don't have that on an engine, we do sell those valves. You can actually get into the fuel line and, and add a valve to it. Hmm. And we've done okay. that to a number of you, especially. It's like people, a stent. Uh, no, on well, the adjustable stent, stent. stent keeps the hose uh, valve open. open. Yeah, but this is like this is like no. This is a, no. This is not okay. like a stent. Right. They wouldn't want this valve in there because it would basically shut the fuel yeah. off. So no, that's what it is. It's a valve. It shuts okay. it off. So all right, and it's an adjust. You can turn it on and off. Yes, yeah, yes, you can. No, oh, it's permanent. So yeah. you're never going to be able to start this thing ever again. No, yeah, it's, you, you just, the, it will shut the fuel on and off. And that's important. And instead of turning the piece of equipment off by um, turning the off switch, you're going to turn it off by having it run out of gas. Right. Yeah, that's, that, that's the important thing is to run a piece of equipment until it runs out of gas yeah. before you put it away for the season. No, that's the best thing to do. How long does stabilizer last? If I put, uh, we think of stabilizer as a winter ingredient to put in your fuel. If you're thinking of, you know, putting the lawnmower away for the season and you put some stabilizer in the gas tank, if there's gas in there to keep it from turning into glue or muck or whatever. But how long is that bottle of stabilizer good for? The bottle itself, what's in the, you know, the bottle that you have to mm-hmm. put into the equipment, that lasts forever. Yeah. Okay, indefinitely. Yeah. Right. But as far as how long it lasts when you put it in the fuel that you're putting into the unit, I don't have an answer to that because there's too many variables. I mean, it, the air comes into contact. And all, all the carburation that you have on these pieces of equipment is it, it, it's constantly breathing. So that there's air that's involved. That's why it goes bad fast. Any, any exposure to that fuel to air decays that fuel quickly. So you want to keep it airtight. It's just like, a, it's just like making a jar of pickles. Yeah. You want that airtight. That's what, how you want your fuel. You want it airtight. And the reason for that is, is that if you get involved with, uh, you hear a weird sound? No, I'm going, I, I didn't have a weird sound. I'm thinking, uh, I want you to keep talking. I oh, want to start out the chainsaw. I was going to say, you're looking at the chainsaw. I'm looking at the chainsaw. I yeah. want to start the chainsaw. Well. <laughs> <laughs> so you go ahead. Keep talking. So anyway, yeah, that fuel valve is pertinent. I would go ahead, and if you don't have one on there, that's a, it's not a bad. We, we do install them. That works quite well by just splice the line, put the valve in there, and then you can turn it on and off, and then you'll be able to shut the piece of power equipment off by a valve and turning the fuel off. Let me show you something. God, I love the smell of two-stroke engine oil. Yeah, I know, in the morning. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to take it. First of all, it's on stop, so I'm going to turn the stop off. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Now, on a chainsaw, this Husqvarna 36, there, and by the way, thank you for fixing this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's no, oh, there is a choke on here. I'm yeah, going to pull the choke so. out. Right. All right. Then I'm going to pull the rope. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Oh, really? And safety tip first. Okay. Safety always first. And that would be. chaps on? No, the <laughs> chain break on. Chain break. That funny little handle in front of okay. chain brake is the funny handle in front of the ha- handle where your hand is. Push pull, it, pull, pull it all up, push it all the way forward. Forward, okay. Oh, I never knew that. Right, okay, on. so I pushed it all the way forward. All right, you're gonna take it. All right, you start it then. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Really, what does that do? That makes it so. Oh, yeah. Use the microphone. That makes it so that the chain is deactivated but the engine will run i've had this chainsaw for how many decades and i never knew that 
Like, I should awesome. read and follow and, all and, label directions. And I sold you that saw, and I didn't tell you that? No. Well, maybe you did, and I forgot. <laughs> all right, so what does that do? That stops the blade from turning? The, the chain is not going to turn. The safety but safety. the engine first. will start. Yes, it will. How did I not know that all these years? Well, I, there's a lot of quite big right. questions I have for you like that. Brooks, by the way, don't snitch. Okay. All right. I'm going to pull the rope. Okay. Hey. Chain break off. Chain break off. Oh, pull it back hard. Hard. Pull it back hard. Hey. Happy anniversary, Fred. All right. I hope they weren't recording news in the other room. All right. Wow. I never knew that about that. Well, see, that's why I'm here. Okay. All right. That's good to know. All right, there's good radio for you. Right, that's some great air we're breathing in right now. <laughs> I love hey. that smell. Yeah. All right, man, are they going to wonder tomorrow morning? What the heck went on here Sunday? I mean, they complain about leftover garlic and onions here. Oh, well, they're going to go. This will give them real something to talk yeah, about. Right. All right, yep. so, but we were doing a, a class on chainsaw. So, you know what? There's a lot to learn there. Yes, it is, exactly. No, the whole I, chain break thing. Yeah, I never knew that bar that... That's in front of the handle that if you pushed it all the way forward really hard, you could start the engine without the, the chain turning. Absolutely. Yeah, that's how you should always start a chainsaw. No, <laughs> so I've been lucky all these a, years. That's number one of my number, my, my 10. Yes. Uh, Brad's always, um, inst- always activate bre- chain break when charting, starting chainsaw. Oh. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I did learn that. Yeah. No, it's good. All right. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, Chains, how often do they need to be replaced on a chainsaw? Well, you know what? You can look at that chain, and it's on a, if you look at it, it kind of graduates downhill from brand new. And, and, and it depends on how dull that gets. You have to, you can sharpen it. Yeah. And you can take that thing back just to, oh, I'm going to say like a, a eighth of an inch, two eighths, you know. And then you can, as long as there's good chrome on top of that chain, you can take it back quite a way. So you can get a number of sharpenings. What you don't want to do is use it uh, dull, and you and the way if you're using the chainsaw, it's going to start out. <laughs> I know what happens? Yeah, you, yeah. Well, yeah. If you, but, but, but this is a good lesson to learn because when you when you start with a new chain, it's going to pull chips. Mm-hmm. When that chain gets dull, and and that'll happen. To, the closer you get to the ground with a chainsaw and a chain, closer you get to the ground on a tree, the duller the dullness will occur quicker closer to the ground. So don't cut roots with a chainsaw. Do not do that. Use a carbide chain. So, ah. so when you are doing that, when if it goes from chips to sawdust, shut it down, sharpen that chain. If you operate that saw under a full load as a dull as with a dull chain, you have just as good a chance of burning that engine up as you do by mixing the fuel wrong. It will cook that engine on that saw. A lot of people don't know that. So when I start smelling the smoke from the burning wood. <laughs> That's an indication that the chainsaw needs yeah. blade needs sharpening. I would go with the chips and the sawdust first. Okay, but, yes. But the, the burning wood is beyond the. Was sawdust. that the third? That's way beyond sawdust. Okay. <laughs> well, that that was usually my indicator that I but, used. Right, you start doing wood burning on yes, the fence. Yes, exactly. Friend mm-hmm. was here. Yes, exactly. Oh, I love the smell of wood burning. Uh, uh, yes. <laughs> all right, so that's a good. If, when it goes from chips to sawdust. Sharpen your blade. Sharpen shame. Is yeah. blade sharpening best done by a professional, or are there good home sharpening 
uh, kits for chainsaws. There are there's good home sharpening kits. Uh, it's uh, it's not that hard to do. I mean, a file and a file handle is very easy to do. If you were to come into us and buy a chain or a chainsaw, we'll, we can give you basic instructions on how to do it. It's not that hard to do. Okay, it really isn't. And there's certain things to look for. But that that steel that's on that chain is very hard. I mean, that's some of the hardest steel that they make out there for obvious reasons. And so it takes a little bit of if you get it real dull, it takes a little bit of filing to get it so it gets back to where you can cut so you mentioned carbide chains now oh, for those of, of us favorite things okay for those of us that live in a disposable society instead of sharpening the chain i could replace it with a carbide chain and how much longer would a carbide carbide chain which i imagine costs more would last how much longer would it last than a typical chain it it, uh, it lasts quite a while the uh, the whole idea of this twice it's twice the price Okay. So if a chain's going to cost you twenty bucks, it's going to be about forty bucks. Um, it there again, it'll. I, I I cut pallets up just to dispose of them mm-hmm. in my shop, and I'll hit a nail. Well, if I do that with a standard chain, or if I hit something close to the ground, or if I go into the ground, uh, a standard chain will dull quickly. Uh, carbide chain will go through that, and it'll nail. I can do a couple of those where it doesn't dull. I can actually dig root with mm-hmm. it. Okay. And, it, and it takes, if you did that with a, with a normal chain, like you're taking a stump out with a normal chain, and anybody that's done that before will know that they're going to go through some regular chains in a hurry. If you have a carbide chain, it extends that out by, say, three to one, four to one, maybe more. That's a good tip to end on. It is. Yes, I appreciate that. <laughs> and Brad, I appreciate you coming down from JB's Power Equipment in Davis to help us celebrate the 25th anniversary of Get Growing. Well, Fred, I like I've always said, you have the best listeners out here. I wish I could have your job because I enjoy talking to them, and it's good to be here. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you, and thank you for listening. I appreciate your support all these years. I guess I'll be back next week. Uh, they haven't told me to go away, so see you next Sunday. Bye bye.